Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Best of Five show. My name is Elon. I am joined here by the return, the triumphant return of the main squeeze, Steve, Ace King Offsuit Jurek. Yes, thank thank you uh, for the spirit bomb last week. Uh, I really appreciated the love. Uh, It kind of did, surprisingly. Um, I wasn't feeling all that great. It wasn't uh, COVID-related or anything like that. Uh, Just exhaustion because for me, like many other people, this is sort of our busiest time of the year at work. Um, and I was work, I've been working some really weird hours that I, my body's not used to. And I, you know, doing that and then doing the show is, uh, uh, it's, it's a challenge sometimes, but pulling through, I'm, I'm doing my thing. Uh, thank you for the love. And, uh, yes, you should bask in my glory. All right, I'm going to give Steve, I, so I said a little earlier, I just found out that my finger guns are super powerful. So I'm going to give you a, a three gun, a three shot salute here. All right, everybody join me in giving Steve a three shot salute for his return. You are having way too much fun with that soundboard. Welcome back, Steve. Um, tonight on the show, hopefully Sharpie will come back to us. <laughs> we don't know, though. Uh, tonight on the show, we're going to recap some stuff. Uh, things happen. Uh, new Dragon Ball Z character. Dragon Ball Fighters character is coming out. Uh, looks like there's more shady organizations are coming to light. And thank goodness for that, because now we know what to look out for. Among a bunch of other crazy, wacky shenanigans. But first, before we even get into anything else, Steve, who owes who pizzas anymore? I don't even know. Like pizza, I, I I think we're pretty much split on pizzas, except for John because he still owes us like fifty two pizzas. Yeah, from before. That's why he left. He couldn't pay the pizza debt, so he had to flee the country, or else uh, or else I was gonna have we to get, chase him down. We got Sharpie back. Oh, Sharpie, has, is this the return of Sharpie? Hey, Yay! I'm Welcome back. back. It's the return of the Sharpie. Return Once again. Once yeah, there oh we go. There God. we go. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm sorry I'm late. Had to use the little girl's room real quick. See a man about some velvet buffs. Here's my question. Yeah. Why are we letting Elon host the show now? That's a good question. Uh, well, Elon, who's well, well, in charge? Before, before we get to that, Sharpie, how are you enjoying your new superpowers? You know, I I have to say I was not a fan until I realized that I could use it against grapplers. Then I was like, kind of great, yeah. kind of great, yeah. big fan. That 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 would uh, that would that would do it. Yes, I see you've raised your hand a lot. First of all, I'm being put on the spot here as far as why I host. I have the on and off button here, so y'all say one wrong word and it, we're, I'm turning this off. No more hey, best of can, five. We we can lock off that button now from here. I don't know if you know noticed, but yeah, that have happened. A gun now. Uh, We're impervious to bullets now. Sure. Um, <laughs> however, uh, I was put in here in in my place by the Lord, the now retired family man Efren Salinas. So you should take it up with him. Uh, 
But any whoozle. Enough of the shenanigans. Steve, you've been gone a while. So, we need you to do your job and give us a recap. Do we, do we really need to um, be done with the shenanigans? Because I feel like shenanigans are, you know, that's my wheelhouse. Okay, then shenanigans I, I, it up. I will shenanigans it up uh, for the recap. Let's talk about uh, some Dragon Ball fighters. Because we've had a couple weeks of DBFC finals. The final three national championship playoffs. Um, let's start with U.S. East, if we could, please. Uh, this was, this followed along the same pattern of the first two finals, uh, U.S. West and Spain, in which one of the players in that opening match, that three versus four quarterfinal, got the win and carried that momentum all the way to the title. Nitro Bros knocked off Double L, uh, then... Get pulled the upset over to Kill Sage, and then the 5-4 win over Hook Gang got in the final to become the DBFZ U.S. East national champion. Uh, France was a slightly different story because we finally got something a little closer to form. Uh, Yasha made... They were all tough fights. Uh, all went down to the wire. Yasha was able to get the 5-4 win over Gila in the quarterfinal. But then Wawa was able to turn it around, get the win in the semi, and then knock off number one seeded Kaiden by a 5-4 score to take home the French title. So congratulations, Wawa. Uh, it was interesting. He, I, I would think that he'd be a lot of people's pre-campaign favorite, but did come in in third uh, in the standings. Yeah, I, I also so. saw a lot of really cool clips of uh, some of the crazy shit he was pulling off on people, so big ups to him. Yeah. So those were uh, the ones from the week that I skipped. There was only one uh, this past weekend, and it was a doozy. Uh, the the Jap the Japanese National Championship. This one was actually held offline. Um, it was that was a topic I wanted to get into last week, and I unfortunately wasn't able to get to it. But they, yeah, they announced that DBFC National Championship was held offline or was going to be held offline. Um, and obviously, going in, it was all about Goichi versus Fenrich. Uh, those two. Went into the final day of the regular season undefeated. Goichi got the win, so he got the top spot. Kazunoko lost tough fights to both of them, but went on a revenge tour in the in the uh, playoffs. 5-1 over Bombaban. <clears throat> Pardon me. Then the 5-3 win over Fenrich in the semi. And then came down from 4-2 from, uh, down in the finale. Uh, to knock off Goichi, to make the god bleed. So Kazunoko, once again, uh, gets the big title in DBFC uh, in the Japanese scene. Why so is it that when whenever people forget about Kazunoko is when he wins? 
<laughs> Actually, I Kazunoko is my favorite Japanese uh, DBFZ player. I think he's a really, really strong player, and he has kind of like that wild card feature that allows him to like understand high level players and that's dangerous he's able to like kind of play janky whenever he needs to in order to like stop being predictable and that's something that a lot of people at a high level don't have so i'm never surprised when i see him like because i know he's i i've seen a lot of very strong american players lose to other american players that have that and he's uh already very talented japanese player so when he whenever he comes up inside of tournament results like this i'm always like i love him i literally love him he can turn he can turn his powers off and on whenever he needs <laughs> that's crazy yeah but I, I just think it's so funny that you know he, everybody knows he's an amazing player but every time the story is on someone else he just comes in and, and wins just like this it happened a couple times during uh when dbfc first started coming out where he was mm -hmm. the first person who won a dragon ball right to go into the yeah. uh the offline finals so mm -hmm. it's like, where's he, where's he going? Where's he's he a very from? strong player. He's a very he's strong a, player. He's a, he's a very strong player who tends to have the bad luck of having someone else in this at the same time who is also a very strong player. I mean, mm. when you, you know, he was, he's been doing well at DBFZ for a very long time. But, you know, you had the Goichi versus Sonic Fox rivalry at the beginning of the game. Um, that kind of took the spotlight, uh, you know, back in street fighter five or street fighter four, I should say, uh, Kazunoka was always a really, really strong player, but you also had Daigo being Daigo. Uh, you had infiltration pulling out 35 different characters. Um, so it was the spotlight rarely is ever solely on Kazunoka, which is why it's, it's a bit easier to forget about him. Uh, but he is someone you absolutely have to put in that top tier of players, maybe even top tier of multi-game players all time. Yeah, I remember final round 2016. No, I'm sorry, final round 2017, the first year they did it at the convention center. Uh, jokingly, I signed up for uh, For Honor uh, doubles with a buddy of mine. Then we wound up having to play Kazunoko and Goichi for some reason. <laughs> And the worst part of it was, I thought I was okay at the game, but they beat my ass. And I had to wait like an hour because Kazunoko was playing on stream. So. Don't you just love that when you play someone who's like in three different pools? It's like. It used to be called the Chris G special because he would. He, he he was one of those players who would enter like seven different games, like like if you go to a tournament, there's always someone who enters like five, six, seven different games, uh, but most of the time they usually they usually lose in pools in you know three or four of them. So it, when you good. have, um, well, I mean, like even still, you you to be that good to make it out of pools in that many games, there's not a whole lot of people that can do that. So it, yeah. it it is a TO's nightmare. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. It was Kazunoko and Fudo, not Kazunoko and Goichi. I apologize. Oh god. But still. Uh, I don't know why that makes it any less funny. I don't know either. But all I remember too was that uh I I admire MOV's 
comfort level with the world because you know the whole the whole crew that traveled from Japan they were all hanging around together and they were waiting for Kazunoko and Fudo to finish playing For Honor and then they all you know left to go do something else after that was over and MOV was just on the floor sleeping and the whole crew left and he was still on the floor sleeping it was wild <laughs> like i i wish i could sleep like anywhere like even in a bed i can't sleep but that guy just falls asleep on the floor i'm like dang wish i could do that if you have complete control of neutral you too can fall asleep anywhere and not be worried yeah that is true but any whoozle big ups what's to... up what's up what's what's the next tournament we got steve or is that it i was gonna say uh, big ups we, to kazunoko we... for winning you know, yeah we also got to before we get too much farther uh shout outs to uh blasphemous black subscribing to us with twitch yes Rock. twitch hey! yeah that, that's what you said that pre-show uh that's that's my boy franklin here from austin uh leading the scene he's uh he's the he's the person that usually like organizes a bunch of cool stuff for the Tekken community over here so big thanks to him for yeah. being uh, one of the community leaders around here Le community oh, shout out to fellow community here. leaders out here yes even though he moved from arkansas kansas i don't know whatever you're from austin now buddy congratulations uh arizona arizona i'm sorry i'm not from here so i don't know state names um but any whoozle yeah, big thanks, Blasphemous Black, for the support. Super appreciate you. All right, Steve. Are there other things to recap? Because I do believe there was one thing left. That there actually, we there had. were actually two. Um, I'm adding one of them to the drive right oh, now. Geez. I know I am a terrible person, and I apologize for this. But it is the one I am uploading right now. In the meantime, uh. Would you be able to pull up the Topanga graphic? Sure. Oh, yeah. No, I love Boy Meets World. Okay. Uh, I have I have thoughts on Corey and Topanga, but we're, this ain't the time. This ain't yeah. the time. We are talking about the Topanga Championship Season 2. Uh, this one uh, took – the finals took place this past weekend. Uh and it was the the six players who made it out of the three groups uh, from 24 players down to six. Uh, the first to seven round robins. You know how Topanga does. Uh, it came down to Itazan and Fudo in the final match. Winner takes the title. Fudo came in with a 4-0 record. Um Itazan, however, pulled off the 7-2 win in that match to take home the top prize of 2.5 million yen. Fudo finishing second, uh, taking home 1 million yen. Kowano, uh, a name that if we have offline events, if we have an offline CPT in 2021, uh, that's a name I think we're going to be seeing a lot more than we have. Uh, third place out there to pulling home a nice 500k uh nice 500k yen so and it's good to see bonchan in in uh the mix again <clears throat> pardon me excuse me uh, yeah, i'm gonna mute myself for sure more. um oh yeah papa john we have pugera too that's a name i don't think i've seen in a hot minute so big ups to pugera uh i'm sure i'm butchering the pronunciation of that name so i apologize in advance 
No, that one's actually right. Pugera. Um, Steve, did you upload what you were going to upload? I did. What was I also it? uploaded what I was going to upload. Yeah, Sharpie, uh, I got your stuff. Is... Steve, what, do you, what, what did you upload? I don't see it. What have you done, Steve? What is... While you're doing that. There. Okay. <laughs> uh, while you're doing that, I do want to... Before, before we get to uh, what I'm downloading here now, I do want to talk about the other part of the recap because we had a pizza writing on this. Yeah, we did. We had a pizza writing I've on... still not been paid out from my other pizzas. And I just, I want to know when that's happening. Because there have been quite a few sleepless nights where I've been sitting here like, I would really appreciate a pizza with some extra salt from Elon's tears. You know? I owe you a pizza? What do I owe you a pizza for? For the very first marble that I bet on. Because I didn't bet on the second one. Oh, that's right. You bet on the Razzy Racers. Raspberry Racers. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I forgot because I, I then tied with Steve, but I forgot I owe you a pizza. So that will be coming next episode. That will be my Christmas gift to you. Uh, Christmas pizza. Uh, but anyway, I do want to I do wanna bring up. Let's talk about this Capcom community vote. Because, Steve, a couple months ago, you and I threw down the gauntlet. We, we slapped each other with white gloves, and we were going to duel on the betting of a pizza. I had bet that Tokido was going to be the person that was going to Capcom Cup via this fan vote. You had bet that Punk was going to be the person that was going to Capcom Cup via this fan vote. Turns out we were both wrong by a lot. Ooh. Ooh. We were both wrong. Uh, they both finished in uh, the top ten, though. Uh, yes. But it was a distant, distant. So the Capcom vote ended on Thursday. Uh, Tokido and Punk, made. they both made top four. Uh, Tokido pulling in 11,000 plus votes, Punk 10,000 plus. Uh, but the battle the entire time was between Luffy and Zenith. Uh, and in the end, Luffy... Got ended up with th over thirty-five thousand votes compared to Zenith, just under twenty-seven. So Luffy grabs the final spot in Capcom Cup. Wow! So Good for this him. is this is going to be the first year of a Capcom Cup that we don't have Punk, that we don't have Takeda, or at least as far as Street Fighter Five goes, we don't have Punk. Uh, mm. In general, that we don't have Takeda. We don't have problem X. Uh, we don't have Fudo. It, we don't have Fudo. Yeah. Oh my god. We don't have Nemo. The the dark horse from a couple years ago. No Momochi. This is crazy. But Luffy does keep alive his streak of every uh qualifying for every Capcom Cup um in the uh Capcom Pro Tour era. Mm. So uh, there was a little bit of salt, obviously, whenever you get uh, a popularity contest like this that uh, yeah. that rides on community votes. Some people are going to be happy with the results. Some people are going to be not so happy with the results. Um, and I saw, well, here's the thing. I saw a couple people getting upset because Luffy, obviously, some of these players campaigned very hard. Um, mm -hmm. Zenith 
and Luffy obviously were the two that campaigned the hardest because it, it was clear it was coming down to them. Um, and Luffy ended up getting a couple of big boosts. Uh, he got his campaign retweeted by the French uh, Ministry of Sport uh, that provided their Twitter followers a couple, uh, a few times uh, over the course of the final days, uh, a push to, hey, vote for, vote for Luffy, let's see a Frenchman in the Capcom Cup. Some people got a little bit upset by that. Um, he also got re—he uh, didn't get retweeted, but he did get a tweet in support from uh, Antoine Griezmann, who, <laughs> if you if you follow soccer, you know he's a pretty big deal. But he plays for uh, Barcelona, one of the most popular teams in the entire world. Very um, big football player. Very, very big. Very, deal. very uh, big. Very, very big deal. Like, I, I watch a lot of soccer. My team is in Barcelona because I don't believe, you know, in buying your players. I'm a real Madrid fan. Uh, but that was a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big deal. Okay. Uh, are, uh, that, that, please tell me, are you a Madrid fan for real? Or was that just a bit? No, that's a real thing. Okay. okay. I've been watching. I've been uh, watching soccer since sixth grade. Yeah. Okay. We're going to have some fun in February. We will definitely have some fun with it. Like, it's not related at all to fighting games, so I don't typically bring it up. But that's why I say football, because I actually, I do watch, I watch soccer like that. Remember remember when the Brazilian Ronaldo was in Real Madrid? Bro, Ronaldo. Mm. Oh, my God. Okay, we're not, we're not going to get started talking about soccer. And he was like, oh, no, I can't play no more. Remember so, 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 so. playing for Brazil back in like World Cup fucking 2004, like before he got injured, covering every single goal, every single one. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, we're, I'm sorry. We're not we're not going to talk about R9. We're not going to talk about Griezmann. We're not going to talk about how busted he is in the midfield in FIFA 21 because he shouldn't be able to defend as well as he does, but he does. And it's just. You know what? We're not going to talk about that. We're here to talk you about Luffy. You have real talent, and you don't need to just buy players. It's kind of like insane how good of a team you can build. You know, it, it, when you have actual. It, we're not talking. About, like, isn't that crazy? we're not. We're not talking about <laughs> we're that. Talk we're about talking about Luffy. We're let's talking about ta- Luffy. Let's instead talk about how George Russell got screwed by Mercedes at Formula One a couple weeks ago. No, I'm just we are talking about <laughs> Luffy. This is a fighting game show. <laughs> The Cowboys oh, won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fighting games. Oh. That's right. Fighting anyway, so I, I do have so, a thought on the whole Luffy sitch. Okay, yeah, go, let's talk about for it. it. Why are people pissed? That's a good question. Why are people pissed, Steve? I, I, don't know I, I think it like comes that. in a couple different ways. Um, one, uh, as you see, if you can pull up the results screen. All right. Uh, can can you read the top line, the very top line of that image? Uh, Capcom twenty twenty community vote. What is, what is that next to last word that you just community. said? Okay, so, so there are some people who are very, um, who are upset about the possibility of votes coming in from outside the community. Um, mm. You know, people who follow Antoine Griezmann, people who are French but not necessarily Capcom fans, not necessarily Street Fighter fans, 
getting pulling influence from them in order to influence a vote that is supposedly about the by the community for the community it leaves a bit of uh, sour taste in people's mouths um, I'm not necessarily in that camp uh, but there's you know there's that aspect to it you know when somebody loses a game or a match of whatever game and they say something like oh I blocked that low then why are you in recovery? Why are you in hit stun? Yep. That's why you lose? Or or even when you were a kid and you were playing like hide and go seek or some shit and you're like, no fair, you open your eyes or some bullshit. That's what this sounds like. It, it feels a lot like salt. Like my my same thing is if you had an issue with that, then you had an issue with the entire premise of it, first and foremost. The idea that one, people can buy people can buy votes should automatically let you know this is one hundred percent, you know something that people are doing like on smash gg you can actually literally purchase more things to get votes you don't just have to have a smash gg account you can tweet them you can follow them and you can influence their vote more based off your social media presence so in an environment like that when you use all the resources you have um to win you're not really cheating you're just playing the game you know like it's the same type of people that have issues with mind games or have issues with camping inside of fighting games. That's what it sounds like to me. The reality is this person, Luffy, literally used all of their influence to get into something they really wanted to do. And the reality also is, is that they're not being paid or compensated at all. All they're doing is just being rewarded with actually having an opportunity to play inside of something they wanted to play in. That's all they get is an opportunity to play a video game. That's really what they just won. They won the ability to play a video game inside of a tournament. And if you're upset about that because you wanted to see someone else play, you can still see them play. They just won't be playing in that tournament. Being bitter for someone else's success is like real dry energy, to be honest. Well, I mean, he did win a trip to the Dominican Republic. Uh, well, awesome. Which we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. talk which we'll about that in, in a second. Bit. But, here, but here's the other thing, too. But, but here, here's, here's the thing. I want to I wanna pose a hypothetical scenario. Say Punk got retweeted or talked about by Michael Jordan or somebody like that. People would not be as upset. I'm willing to put my money on that. Uh, I would, but... But here's the... I, I, overall, I, overall, here's the sitch. Here's the sitch. Overall. I, 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 I would argue that people in the U.S. community would not be upset, but people in the Brazilian community and in the European community definitely would be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could be. But now here's situation. the thing. To trump all arguments, what is the purpose of having a community vote? What is the purpose of having people campaign? Be honest. What is the purpose of having people campaign in order to accumulate votes to have them be the person going to Capcom Cup? What is the absolute exposure? Exposure. How many people in France are now like, oh, Frenchmen on Capcom Cup? I'm going to watch. You know? There might be some. There's certainly going to be some, just like there would certainly be um, some Brazilian people who weren't necessarily hardcore Street Fighter fans who would tune in if uh, if Zenith won, or if some Japanese fans who weren't necessarily hardcore uh, Street Fighter fans tuning in if Tokido won. Do you do you guys remember the the Lupe fiasco Daigo thing forever ago yeah. when Street I, Fighter first came? I out? actually I actually wrote about that for. Dot esports and it was one of my most popular pieces of all time. I'm not exactly I read that happy article. about it. I read, that but article. it is what it is. Yeah. Now, 
the press that that got here here is the mentality of the people who don't really know that there is a competitive scene in uh fighting games like like that that we are in it's like oh street fighter i used to play that with my brother sister friend blah 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 whatever when i was a kid whoa this is the new one this looks cool there's a tournament for this you could make money oh my god and then they're gonna go watch it mm-hmm. see what i mean it, it's marketing and having luffy get this much attention is not a bad thing and the people who are upset about it can f- off especially when you wow. consider the fact that it's only for the price of a uh, a plane ticket in a hotel room like that's I'm, that's how much it costs them to get this huge reach. I mean, I wish I had a plane ticket in the hotel. And I I agree. Sport. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's not bad. I'm just saying really think about the amount of reach that they would have to pay money in order to get all of this from, right? Mm-hmm. Like getting getting a getting any type of sports player with over 1 million of of a following, that's money. Like, and I'm not talking small amounts, like a couple thousand, I'm talking a couple hundreds of thousands of dollars of a contract to secure even just one tweet for an advertisement. And they got that for essentially free, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, that's that's a reach that nobody else was able to secure. And so when there are community vote events like this, what you're really showing is how big is my reach? That's why, when I see people being like, oh, it's an opportunity to get in when this is that. I was like, you really need to be ready to market yourself because this is now officially the sales side of video games. This is no longer we can play in a tournament, the best player wins, so on and so forth. It's how much of a personality do you have and how big of a network do you control? That's a completely different argument that I think a lot of people inside the FGC aren't ready for. (laughs) And I think that's part of uh, I was going to tie it back to uh, something Alon talked about earlier, but that's actually a really good point. Um, what I particularly love about the FGC is that if you're a five-time EVO champion, if you're someone who went 0-2 in every tournament that you've entered, it doesn't matter. You're on as equal a turn uh, level as possible when you come when you enter your next tournament. You both pay your the same entry fee. You both get place, placed in the bracket. You both have to win approximately the same number of matches under the same circumstances in order to win the title. It is a meritocracy. You don't have to know somebody to know somebody to get an opportunity. You have the opportunity in your hands, literally in your hands with your stick or your controller or your steering wheel or however you're doing it to show what you can do. And when you have these sorts of popularity contests, um, and it's the same sort of thing when you talk about invitational events, um, when you have these popularity contests, it gets away from what to a lot of people is a very core part of the FGC. That the fact that we are all people who need to prove it in game in order to to you know if if we want to be treated like someone who makes top three we got to go out and, and make top three um so so i think that's another reason why people are um upset with this i i i'm not personally a huge fan of using a fan vote in this sense i understand why but i mean we're talking about 
a chance at winning a hundred thousand dollars here. That goes yeah. to fifteen. That for nineteen people, it's based on merit, and for one per one person, it's based on popularity. Not saying that Luffy is undeserving by any means, but the competition he won was not Street Fighter in this case. Um, I wish we had uh, an LCQ this year, but that's not how it is. So we, we just got to hold it. We just got to hold it. I would like to address your point with uh, the, follow- the following point. Did they not play? on the other online tournaments and did they not lose and therefore have to be placed in this sort of contest instead? Yeah. Just saying they lost, you know, the fact that they were depending on this as their opportunity is representative in itself that they were in an online tournament where everybody could enter for free, mind you, and anybody could win. I I get that. I I understand that, too. It's just that more so seems kind of scummy then because it makes it a huge popularity contest and takes away from the skill. And I totally get that, too, Steve. My whole thing is I like it because it showcases people that may not necessarily get highlighted inside of these tournaments, specifically because they may have, like, just not it may not have been their day they may have had like a bad moment or something it gives them a chance to get that same spotlight because there were people that campaigned that didn't get that many votes that now have a lot of opportunities exclusively because they were campaigning there are people out there that aren't on this list because they had significantly less votes but they still were voted by certain people inside of their community. They were able to gauge their community. They were able to grow their personal community and thereby grow. Like that's that's big in and of itself, to be very honest. So I like it for that, honestly. Like I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real with you. Um, I don't like it so much for the invitational purpose. I like it because it's an opportunity for content creators, for streamers, for uh, just general like podcasters and commentators to get a chance to also be in the same spotlight as these players and be like, hey. I know I didn't do super great in that tournament, but look at me. I'm interested in games. I love being here, and I love it as much as this other top player. You know, you can vote for me. And I like to call it, like, the third-party vote. Like, there's a very small chance that they'll be able to defeat a lot of these larger top names, but they're still able to take that opportunity as a chance to grow. That's what I like about it, to be very honest. That's what... That's what I think kind of gives back to the community in a way that a lot of other tournaments don't. Having that opportunity for content creators and general just like I, I want to say streamers and podcasters and casters again to have an opportunity to showcase who they are um, is, is always something that I like to see in general. Yep, it makes me so happy that Amezi got fourth place in that uh, Street Fighter League vote from last time. And then Arturo went. <laughs> Not nothing again. Nothing wrong again. Nothing against Arturo, but I that was a, that was a weird one that. last time around. That was a weird one. Uh, uh, that was uh, yeah. That kicked off uh, a series of uh, segments on this show that I will forever hold near and dear to my heart until I started being wrong. Um, either way, we, I we think gotta, here, we, at, at the end of the day, I think people are just salty. So, you know. So, so if you wanted to win, you should have gotten Michael Jordan to retweet your thing or something. Or Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. More relevant in every Uh, way. He 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 only uh, retweets those who live the TP12 life. 
for our Gronkowski. But again, we're not doing this. We're we're talking about (laughs) fighting games. We're talking about fighting games. And there was another Street Fighter event that took place this weekend, or at least aired this past week. Sorry, I found it. Go ahead. Uh, Street Fighter League. Uh, We had round 10. Not that that's my one per schedule or my one per week. Uh, round 10, uh, or week 10, excuse me, of uh, Street Fighter League action. Uh, Alpha 3 pulling off the tight win over Psycho Shinobi uh, to move to 6-1. and one. All In had the chance to join them, but it was Nasser Esports who pulled a bit of an upset. Uh, the 3-1 win puts them up to 4-3, and three, moves All In down to 5-2, and two, so now they've lost back-to-back matches after starting the season 5-0. and Alpha 3 now in sole possession of first place. All-In has a chance to bounce back in uh, week 11 against Psycho Shinobi. That will air um, on the 7th. I forgot to silence my phone. I apologize. That was the most futuristic phone sound I have ever heard in my life. I'm going to point that out. It was really cool. It was really cool. That reminded me to actually silence my phone, too. So, <laughs> thank you. My phone's you. not even in this room. Suck it. Uh, I'm the real uh, professional here. All out class fight, Elon. <laughs> Yet again. Way to go, me. Um, <laughs> so, speaking of Street Fighter League and the culmination thereof, uh, we learned this past week the ending, the conclusion, the epic conclusion Epic conclusion of Street Fighter League. Once again, will happen at Capcom Co-op. I don't know why I played the Price is Right music after that. I did. Be careful. You don't want to get the MC8. That's almost going to be illegal soon. Um, Topical jokes. Uh, So... Did we need to talk about anything else about uh, the results of Street Fighter League? Is the recap over? Should we move on to the Capcom Cup talk? Uh, we should oh, right. talk Steve, about. Can you tell us what's 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 the future hold for us? Oh, great, Steve Rooney. Well, um, did you pull a... out a, a a Wayne's World reference? No! Oh Twilight my Zone? God! No, that's Wayne's doody, World. Doody, no, they stole that from um, uh, uh, the Outer Limits. That's an Outer Limits reference inside of Wayne's World. How do you not know that? That's a parody because on I a parody. Oh my! I didn't you know watch this Outer Limits. Why, this is why. This is literally why no one watches any real film anymore. That's the problem here. No one reads. No one watches real film. But yeah, tell us what's in the future. Da 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 da. Swing, swing, swing. There. You happy? Totally tubular, dude. Wow. I triggered something deep in the recesses. And yeah, it was the Twilight Zone. I don't Sharpie know why I said outer limits. I'm sorry. Oh, Twilight oh, oh, so you pop off on me for not having the right reference and you don't get the reference right. 
Really? So really? the Outer Limits was based off the Twilight Zone, which came out in the 60s. But we're not going to talk about that because you don't even know. Like, if, if we have to get into Quantum Leap, we can do that too, but we're not going to. Okay, chat, I need you to calm down. Chat, I need you to calm down. And I need to let, I need Steve to tell us about our upcoming events this weekend. Steve. I, I was never a Quantum Leap guy. I was more of a Sliders guy. Oh, boy. But anyway, fighting game events. Uh, so a lot of awkward. the regular. It did. Um, so a obviously, <laughs> a lot of the regular events that uh, you've seen on this list uh, are either have either wound down in the case of the Japanese Street Fighter League and the DBFC National Championships, or are going on a weekly uh, a week long break uh, in terms of the Street Fighter League US and uh, the Mortal Kombat Online uh, Pro Competition for the holiday, uh, for the uh, Christmas holiday. But we do have a couple events uh, that are t taking place this weekend. Uh, this Thursday, Capcom is airing a holiday special of the Street Fighter League. Uh, it's going to include, at the very least, a commentator uh, show match. So there'll, there'll be something for you to watch on Thursday. And then Saturday... Uh, I want to give a special shout out uh, to uh, TAO Fights. Uh, these, uh, they are running an online winter series, uh, which is 32 of the best fighting, uh, Street Fighter players from uh, Cote d'Ivoire. Uh, they are going to uh, start their an online tournament series on Saturday. So be sure to give them... Uh, uh, check this weekend. Okay, good. Steve, what's the name of the place again? Uh, use, we used to call it Ivory Coast. Uh, okay. Now known as Cote, Cote, uh, Cote d'Ivoire. My French pronunciation is terrible. Cote d'Ivoire. So. Cote d'Ivoire. Yes. I took Ivory Japanese, Coast. okay? I'm sorry. Watashi wa oh. Cote d'Ivoire. Uh, you're welcome. Uh... <laughs> There, Whoever that, got that sound clip, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I hope that bridged it. Uh, cool. Uh, and I think I did see that. I think uh, what was the commentator? It was like Tasty Steve versus Vicious, something or other. It was gonna happen in some other shenanigans, right? I believe that was the matchup. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Vicious. Uh, yes, it is Tasty Steve versus Vicious in a first to five. Now, I had another question. There's one event that we talked about last time that I actually did not get to watch, but... Uh, Was it my brand new episode, which comes out every single Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern, only on YouTube.com slash Sharpie? Well, no, but I also forgot about that, too. Thank you for a reminder. Uh, it's the series... New episodes uh, every Friday, day after Christmas. Y'all better tune in. Episode 2 comes out. What's the name of the series? Training Partners. Thank Training you so partners, much. It's a, it's a it's a show about three roommates, uh, fantastic, all gamers, all played by myself. I have Black Yoshi as well as Banjo Plays Banjo featured inside of the show. We did remote filming. I'm very, very excited about it. And it's the very first web series made by FGC for FGC about gaming culture, specifically competitive gaming culture. Nice. But what I was going to say after that ad break... Uh, what I was going to say is that the Anakin Invitational happened this past weekend. We talked a little bit yeah. about it last week. Uh, the tournament results were 
First was uh, Glaciating. Second, Shadow 20Z. And third, Fusion. Also, there's also another third. I think maybe he meant fourth. I don't know. Uh, Justin Iglesias taking up uh, tied for third or fourth. Whatever that means because that might be a typo on his tweet. So big ups to Anakin for running a su successful Invitational for Tekken. You know? Shoutouts to all organizers running Invitationals right now, honestly, because without events, these things really help players and a lot of content creators stay relevant. Thank you for creating um, a healthy economy inside of our F fighting game community right now. Absolutely. With all this said, let's go back to talking about Capcom Cup because they even released a trailer. And it's yeah, an Alex did. trailer. Wow. Did it start? Did it start? Uh, so pretend you're seeing stuff right now, yeah? Just keep pretending you're seeing stuff. <laughs> It sounds really cool. No need for talk. Let's do this. I think the video download didn't work out so great. Oh my god, look, it's Capcom Cup. Oh, Capcom Cup 2020. If you get washed, it's like, dang. All right, uh, well, that video didn't download right. But anyway. That video got washed. It got washed. Uh, either way. Uh, Capcom, I'm pissed about that video not working and the fact that I didn't check it beforehand. Uh, Dang, is that a double <laughs> double crossover under overhead? Because I definitely didn't read that. I couldn't see it. Could you? At all. I didn't nope. see that. Uh, nope, bro. <laughs> uh, anyway, Still then, <laughs> Capcom Cup was announced. It's going to be the weekend of February 2021. That doesn't seem like a real day to me. Uh, February 19th, 2021, and it's going to take place in Punta Cana, Punta Cana, right? Is that, how is it? The point of Canes at the Dominican Republic. So big ups to Capcom Cup. And it'll feature, as they have in the past, uh, the big old Cap, uh, Capcom Cup finals and the Street Fighter League finals, where it's going to be Team Japan versus Team US. Actually, I think it's going to be two teams from Team Japan and two teams from Team US. I think I remember seeing. I wish I could see it again, but the video broke. <laughs> anyway, I think I got yes. all the right information in there, right? It sounds correct. Uh, yeah. So day one will be dedicated to the Street Fighter League finals, and then uh, day two and three will be the Capcom Pro, uh, the CPT finals, Capcom Cup itself. Uh, remember, that's going to be 20 players uh, coming in. There will be, Capcom did clarify that there will be no uh, fans in attendance. Um, there will be no tickets for sale for people who uh, were hoping to go. Which stinks because, I, I, like, I wish it was under different circumstances. But I'm so glad that uh, DR is getting a finals getting an event like this because that scene is one that basically came out of nowhere mm -hmm. yeah um yeah. and you've and you've seen players like i obviously we all know uh what mena did 
uh, winning Love CPT. <laughs> you make it sound like Love it was something Mena. bad. We all know what Mena did. We all <laughs> I, know I, what I Mena did. Mena. That story is so beautiful, well, honestly. If you're a Tokido fanboy, it was something bad. Yeah. He had the nerve to beat Tokido. Oh, no. D uh, DR is like the Pakistan of Street Fighter. See, it, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, I, I want to touch on that subject just for a moment. Because the reality is... It's not that there are just these small pockets of very talented players. This is everywhere in the world. There are very talented players everywhere in the world. We just don't always have eyes on them because they may not have the ability to stream. They may not have the, the money to broadcast themselves the same way that certain countries can. They don't always have the limelight. And what's so beautiful about Mena's story is that he took an opportunity that he could have exclusively used for himself to build up his community and his hometown. And that's something that resonates so strongly with a lot of people in the human condition because everyone has family like that. Everyone has people that they want to bring up with them. You know, Arslan Ash did the exact same thing. He's like, I'm not even the most talented person that I know. Look at all of my friends over here. That's beautiful. And so I'm... Like like Steve said, I'm also very happy that it's taking place inside the Dominican Republic because there are so many players who haven't had an opportunity to showcase themselves. Like a really good example I want to give right now is Hook Gang God. He literally never, ever, ever left the state of New York before he was sponsored. Never, never. He became sponsored exclusively by playing at his locals. Imagine if it was like that for literally every single team in existence. Imagine if you could be sponsored by Echo Fox or by uh, by MLG or by like Evil Geniuses or even by Equinox just by going to your locals. Imagine that, really. If every single if every single location on Earth had that opportunity, it would be much more difficult in general. But like that's what's crazy about it is that there are a lot of people who have a lot of opportunities exclusively by merit of the stream and visibility scene here inside of the US, certain parts of the UK, and even in Japan. Like there are just a lot of people that don't always have that opportunity, but it's I, I don't feel like it's necessarily fair to say, oh, yeah, you know, Dominican Republic's just like uh, Pakistan. It's like, no, these places exist everywhere. There are parts of Africa that do the exact same thing. Australia has a very active scene. Uh, the difference is that they're not in the names of these other commentators from these other countries because they haven't placed in tournaments in those countries. That's the difference. But, yeah, I just I wanted to say that because I thought it was an important point. Okay, I'll never say another word ever again. Jeez. <laughs> no, I love you, Elon. I just wanted to, I did want to say that because you're not the first person to say that, honestly. I hear it very often. I just want people to understand. It It was not a one-off. There were a lot of very talented people right. in other countries that don't always get an opportunity to play. And it's about, it's really about harvesting and, and helping to uh, uh, focus and polish that talent and capabilities that they may not necessarily have. Right. That's why we should all go watch the Cote d'Ivoire uh, weekly starting this weekend. So, so there you go. Um, so along with the announcement, Capcom actually published uh, their plans for uh, Capcom Cup weekend, including uh, testing and safety procedures. So players will be tested uh, for COVID once they arrive. Um, if there is a positive test, they will not be allowed to participate in 
any of the on-site activities. Players are going to be assigned their own practice station, and there will be no um, use of other practice stations allowed. Um, I'll put I'll link the full list of uh, of procedures in the chat. One interesting thing uh, they do say is that um, towards the end, players that violate protocols are subject to the forfeiture of their appearance fee and removal from the bracket. Well, so if they they are at least publicly. Uh, being very serious about uh, players following protocol while they're there. I mean, this is as close to an FGC bubble as we're going to get. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how this uh, pulls off, uh, how this is pulled off. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I think we've we've said it enough here, right? Shit's b- bad. So we all need to take precautions, especially because... As great as it is that we have these vaccines in the horizon, it's still still got to be careful. Still got to be careful. Not to mention that even throwing a, an event now, it's like liability city, you know? There's some people who can't take vaccines, so it's very important to still take preventive measures in general because there are going to be some people who literally will be unable to take vaccines due to autoimmune something, due to, like, just in general sickness. So... Uh, everyone being careful matters. Please continue to take the preventive measures that you have been taking everyone by quarantining and wearing face masks and washing your hands consistently. Yeah. We're getting there. Um, And who knows? Maybe if this goes well, this will be a good barometer for how offline events will go in the future. I'm just surprised that we didn't see a single freaking zombie. Is anyone else disappointed by that? I really thought this was our time. You know, we still have nine days left this year. Bite your tongue. <laughs> Did you guys see Jupiter yesterday? Boo. Yeah, that that we had this discussion. We're we're super powered now. You're third banana on the show. That's I'm a banana. You're your third banana. What? That that that's that sounds negative, and I don't like it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas zombie says grinning only in the chat. I agree. Uh, uh, can we talk about a couple other events that took place no. this past week? Yes. Of course. Uh, of course. I was going to say so. It, we do have a lot of news to cover after this, though. So. Yes, and we, we have do. more stuff. Uh, so lightning round time. Go. Yeah. So um, in the Smash community, there were two big events uh, that took place, uh, including five days of melee. Uh, which was an event basically showcasing a whole lot from the Melee community. Uh, There were special events, there were tournaments, there were podcasts. um, And a qualifier for the second event of the weekend, uh, the LACS3, the Ludwig Ogren Championship Series uh, number three, uh, which was an online Melee tournament which raised money for... um, uh, for charity, and my goodness, they came through big. Uh, the five days of melee raised over fifty thousand uh, dollars for direct relief, and the uh, the LACS uh, 
the LACS event raised over two hundred sixty thousand uh, dollars for Games for Love, which is a charity that brings consoles and games to uh, children's hospitals to help ease the stress of them staying there. So incredible that that this is basically in response to everything that Nintendo has done uh, to try to uh, uh, send the cease and desist order to the big house to stop them from running an event. It's led to over $300,000 of charity rate, uh, charity funding. But Hopefully Nintendo doesn't take this as a cue to cancel more stuff. Because this sounds like positive reinforcement. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, obviously, uh, this is great. I'm super happy that, you know, anytime gaming is put to a charitable cause, I think, is, like, super amazing. So things like AGTQ and now, like, the Smash tournaments, I'm super happy about that shit. So big ups to the Smash community. I'll give you guys a round of applause on that one. Uh, next. In short delay. <laughs> next. Something else was announced this weekend, this past weekend, and it came after the Dragon Ball Z fi- fi- uh, fi- finals. Same finals was difficult for me. But anyway, here's the trailer. This one works. I saw it. <laughs> oh, January 5th. That's like still an unconce- inconceivable date. Oh, there's one more. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> Wasn't that isn't that a character already? Yeah, oh, Gogeta. Gogeta was not in the game now. Are we? Really? 100%. No, you're probably thinking of Gogito, who's a different character. Or Vegito, who also is a, a different character. Blue says oh, Gogeta is in the game. My bad. That's Blue Gogeta. I'm sorry. I just I think in different versions because GT and Canon Dragon Ball are completely different to me. Honestly, they're completely different characters. Like their kits are totally different. Oh wait, it now is it Vegito? Oh, I, oh my god, I'm so confused. Okay, I feel like, I feel like an old man. Door, oh no, it's happening. But it is a very long time, and we were running very short on time. So I yes. can get into the Dragon Ball lore. I've seen every single episode before I commentated Winter Brawl 2019. I actually watched every single episode of Dragon Ball ever created. I watched all 14 of the movies, including the 15th movie that is no longer canon. But like, we can get into it if y'all really want to, but we don't have time for it. I'm going to be honest with you. We'll I, save it I for don't. next week. We'll I save it don't. for next week. <laughs> Steve's like, I don't want I don't want any part I of don't. this. <laughs> I thought it was just a trailer. I'm just so confused. That's like, I don't care. I, I just I just <laughs> like that Master Roshi's in the game. I'm, I'm, I count that as a win. Uh, all right. We're going to get to our final topic of the night. And this final topic is a little bit heavier than the other topics of today. Uh, Sharpie, do you want to take it from here? Of course, of course, of course. So um, earlier this week, there was actually a statement that came out uh, from a player inside of the community. Her name is Emily. She goes by Toki Meki Emily on Twitter. And her, she came out with a statement stating her truth. And basically what she goes on inside of her tweet longer to state was that uh, she's leaving brutal uh, democracy esports 
uh, gaming esports and she's leaving because they have uh, a lot of discrimination on their team. I'm sorry, Brutal Democracy Gaming. That's correct. Uh, they have a lot of discrimination on their team. They were treating her incorrectly. She wasn't feeling heard. There was a lot. There was no organization. Uh, it was just very dysfunctional. And in general, one of the things that she talks about a lot was that she put so much time and information in here that uh, she felt like she needed to let the organizers know that she was leaving. And when she attempted to tell the owner, he actually brought up uh, their feelings and basically said that no one would ever sponsor her, that she was unsponsorable. And it was just incredibly discriminatory and incredibly hurtful. And, and she felt the need to share that with people. Uh, shortly after she came out with that, quite a few other people came out with a lot of information regarding it. Uh, what we saw was essentially a mass exodus resulting uh, eventually in the team itself shutting down their Twitter, renaming themselves, and completely going off. We actually have a couple of statements from some previous members. Uh, one member is uh, Tgrass, who was on the team. He was on their stream team. And uh, a large component about what was going on here that we heard from quite a few other people was that uh, members of the stream team were actually required to pay money to be on the stream. Even if their streams were in no way, shape, or form giving a large amount of revenue, they were required to pay money on the stream. But I'm not going to discuss uh, too much more about it. I'd like to go to the quotes that we have specifically from Tgrass. Uh, I, I asked him some questions. I asked him to share a little bit about the team earlier while he was on stream and he was he was polite enough to go ahead and provide it. Uh, so, uh, Elon, I believe we have some video. Sure. Do you want the first one first? If you could, please, yes. So, my experience with BDG was uh, shitty, to say the least. Um, one, I fully went into it knowing that paying into a team was a bad idea. And I did it because I didn't think they'd give me any other deal otherwise. And I wanted to get into the scene on a like commercial i guess level uh being on the team was really really shitty it was constant fluctuations in management uh the only people that were really great to us were quickly axed from the company and then made fun of by the higher ups it was really in that aspect uh they treated people like shit. the graphic designers constantly the managers were treated badly in conversations so many promises never fulfilled I was supposed to get a brand new contract like three months ago where they were supposed to give me funding for my online tournaments and events that I did on my channel and that just went nowhere. Uh, of course, it was just a lot of empty promises, but that's kind of what esports is, so sadly, at most levels. Uh, what else about the team? Uh, to get anything from them, you had to beg and plead, like literally just a retweet on the main page. You had to beg them, like, please, please, can you do this? Tag them and everything. And so most of the time, they still wouldn't do it. Uh, when it came to... There was huge favoritism on the team. You could tell the people who were in the pockets got things the most. And the people that were... Who we didn't even know were managers and on the team at the same time and shareholders were not disclosed to people at the same time. So that was really shady also. Um, so, so that, that kind of covers the first half of it. Uh, the second video quote that I was able to receive from Tgrass actually, uh, hurt me the most regarding it. Um, because this, this, this one 
actually basically hit me very hard as a content creator, someone who originally started with streaming and, and originally tried to create a community inside of uh, inside of my personal region to make everyone feel empowered. But uh, basically uh, what was happening with this team and what they were capitalizing on, and one of the reasons why they were asking so many people to pay their funds was because they wanted to fund other players. And they sold this as basically a package deal to people that they that they uh, attempted to sign onto their stream team. They basically tried to give them the idea that, uh, you know, if they paid to be on the team, they could very possibly get raided by these really large streamers like Yahozi or Cloud or, or, or even, um, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking right now, Kawhi, Kawhi, uh, Kawhi Miles. So it was, it was really honestly one of those things that was terrible to see because they're, capitalizing once again on the fact that we are in a p pandemic right now we are in quarantine and uh people don't really have any ways to network right now they tried to sell that opportunity to network inside of a community that's already very open that would already be very very open and receptive to anybody trying to get into the industry but i'm going to go ahead and let t grass share uh his second second quote uh talking a little bit more about it I only did it. I knew going in, they had me on this six month contract where I had to pay every month and I just paid it up front right away because I wanted to get into those chats and get connected with those people on the team. I wanted to get connected with those top players. I wanted people in the industry to uh, know my name and see my face. That's all I did it for. But I do feel bad. Most, some, most people got treated way worse than I did. Way worse. So it's, it's, it's really hurtful to see that a team inside of the fighting game community that started bringing on so many big names, especially in the middle of a pandemic, was actually utilizing people who necessarily didn't always have the funds to be on these teams as a way to maintain themselves and their status inside of the community. It hurts because we saw this happen not even five years ago, honestly, and, and, and we saw it happen five years previous to that uh, with, with I, I don't want to say any names because I don't even feel like those teams deserve their names to be repeated right now. Um, I want to remind everyone that was on BDG uh, that was either a player, a streamer, or a content creator for them. I want to remind them that they did nothing wrong by being on that team, that they were taken advantage of, and I really, really, really hope that they move forward with this with a positive mentality, understanding that there are people inside the community that would be more than happy to work with you, even if you don't have some type of money, right? For a lot of people inside this community, it's not about money. For a lot of people inside this community, it's literally just about showing people how much we love video games and how much we love playing video games competitively. You will never, ever, 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 ever have to pay any money to basically do a video with me okay there are a couple of exceptions obviously but if i'm like hey let's collab on something i'm probably not going to charge you with it if you're a large organization that's another story but if you are a content creator and you want to do something with me i'm not going to charge you for that if you want to play a couple of games with me and i have free time i'll play a set with you if we're in a venue together and we just want to talk we can talk all right it's 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 very open and just because a team came in here and exploited people's trust doesn't mean that you should feel 
like an idiot or you should feel stupid or you should feel like really dumb for believing that people inside this community are good. That's not your fault. That is not in any way, shape or form an indication on you as a person. And that is not in any way, shape or form an indication of uh, you being naive or stupid or anything like that. All right. I want everyone to understand that this community is filled with love. And if I, I'm, I'm so incredibly sorry that that was not shown to people that were on that team because that's disrespectful honestly to you um that's really that's really the the brunt of what happened there um it's very unfortunate of course but like i said the 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 team did shut down they are no longer on twitter uh one of their organizers actually came and made a statement earlier uh it was a very large statement i believe we can put a link inside of the, i'm gonna put a link inside the chat now regarding it uh but basically if you would like to read it you can the long oh the long and the short of it is that this person was was actually an organizer and one of the co-owners of uh bdg they actually left uh afterwards but they were the stream manager so they were directly responsible for for showcasing everyone on stream and they were the management of the Twitch team. But they ran into a lot of organization issues. They talk about uh, the owner of the team being discriminatory towards uh, the LGBTQ plus community, specifically towards the trans community. And uh, this person specifically did not feel like their concerns were being addressed in any real manner by the team. And so they left, they tried very, very hard to, to do a lot like with HR, community management, competitive director. And eventually after they felt like they are no longer being respected by the, the other co-owner, they left. Um, and after they left, they were, they were treated very horribly by that owner as well. Um, but they provided a lot of screenshots, which I would highly recommend anyone who's interested in learning more about this information, go follow. I'm gonna post another link to that inside of chat, just to her statement. Uh, which we unfortunately don't have enough time to cover. But once again, my heart does go out to everybody inside of the community that was a part of this event. I had um, a few people that I consider friends inside of the community on the event. And I'm very, very sorry that unfortunately this happened to you. And I hope that you continue to grow inside of the fighting game community, even if it's not necessarily on a team. Um, I wanna remind everyone that I'm not personally sponsored by any teams. I'm not on a team. I do partnership deals with brands. And if anyone has questions as to how they can do something like that while being unsponsored, you are more than free to email myself, DM me or hit me up in any way, shape or form. Um, I wanna let you know that predatory teams like this are not always the answer. And sometimes you are better off being on your own. Um, thank you so much. Thank you, Shirley. I mean, this is something, this is ahead, something we're going this is something we've seen before. Mm -hmm. This is something we're going to continue to see. Um, both because you have people coming in with expectations or with the idea that, yeah, they're going to make a quick buck off of being an esports team. And, yeah, we're going to do this, that, the other thing. And, and that's their hustle. Um, and then you also have teams coming in here and just simply biting off more than they can chew. Um, not to say that that's what's happening here, but I've seen it, it with... People coming in, even with the best of intentions, not able to support a team and end up doing shady things because they think they're doing, you know, they think that what they'll able be able to do in the long run will be better than this bad thing they have to do now. Mm -hmm. um, because, because we're not massive, massive, we don't have massive, massive money in here. 
we don't have necessarily the the multi-million dollar teams taking a look at things. So it's going to be, you're going to see fly-by-night stuff coming in because it's always going to be there. There's always going to be that room in that little, in our little niche for people who, there's so many people who want to be part of a team, who, who believe that being on a team, being on an esports organization is the path to getting recognized, is the path to becoming a top player or at least recognized as a top player. Uh, and there's more players than there are opportunities right now. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 I, uh, it's sad that we have to report on this. I'm mm-hmm. very much af- afraid that we're going to have to do a similar report on another organization very soon because this is going to keep happening. Yeah, I will the- say that this is one of, oh, I'm so sorry, Elon. Go on. Go ahead, finish your thought. I, I will say that this was one of the harder um, quotes for me to obtain just personally because um, while I've, I have I don't personally feel comfortable sharing my stories with esports organizations, I haven't necessarily had as negative an experience where I've had to uh, pay to be on the team. There have been experiences that I've had with uh, some teams that I've been adjacent to where this idea of having to pay to network inside of your own community was presented to me. And luckily I had people that showed me the way and it, it's really hurtful because I know for a fact a lot of the people inside of the community, uh, like T-Grass, like, like, uh, like Emily, these are people who go to events. These are people that would have had an opportunity to meet these people otherwise. And it just it hurts so much personally for me because I know that these people would have been able to network and, and, and do exactly what they needed to do if events were still happening. Like that's that 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 really personally resonated with me. And to be honest, uh, I apologize here, but it was really fucked up of BDG to do this. It was incredibly, incredibly fucked up. There's no other way to say it. It was just some of the scummiest things you could do in the middle of a huge recession to prey on people and make them believe that their dreams have a monetary amount to it. It's just so vile and disgusting i really i really really am so sorry that this happened yet again but i just i really hope um that everyone behind the scenes is watching and make sure that anyone that was associated with this team that contributed to this happening is on some sort of list to be very honest so um that's all I wanted to say I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. And you know, it, it's it's sad because we're still in an industry that's so young and so unregulated that there are people who come in with the worst of intentions and again because everybody's so hungry um we and we don't necessarily know how to spot red flags just yet uh because again this is so new for everybody. Uh it, it's unfortunate that you know uh people with the worst intentions comes in come in. However, uh I do before I even keep going i do want to say a big thank you to tgrass for uh very intelligently and uh wisely speaking on this topic uh going through some up shit and then talking about it in such an open way is hard 
and it is difficult. So I super appreciate you, T-Grass. Thank you for sharing uh, some of your experience with this bullshit. Uh, I'd like to take a moment and just share his socials really yes. quickly, uh, both in audio format and inside of the link. And if everyone could please support him, because this experience, like I said, he was expecting to help grow from this experience. So um, if everyone could just do us a follow, just do us a favor and just follow him. His Twitch is twitch.tv slash T-G-R-A-S-S or T-Grass. His YouTube is youtube.com slash T-Grass. His uh, TikTok which I actually know him on and I'm looking forward to working with him on is tiktok.com slash uh, period tgrass. So if you all have these platforms, please feel free to give him some love. If you are interested in giving him an actual business offer, you can find his email address at tgrassbiz at gmail.com or tgrassbiz at gmail.com. Um, feel free to reach out to him with amazing collab offers, uh, offers for work, or any other contract jobs that are legal and fair and respect him. Please, please, please. Once again, we appreciate you so much for that, Tgrass. Also on Twitter at Tgrass715. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm Show so embarrassed. He deserves because. <laughs> You know, some people are shitty enough to try to take advantage of other people who are just hungry and passionate. So show them some love. Mm -hmm. Show them that the community actually is not as shitty as these uh, terrible organizations are. And look, it is shitty that this happened, but I will say this. What? <laughs> Y'all killing me on the swear jar. Because I got to go I gotta go back and beep out all of these swear words. Look, this is an emotional topic, okay? I, I get <laughs> that. I get that. Topic. But it's, it, it just seemed like you were intentionally using the <laughs> as many times as you could hey. in like one sentence. <laughs> According to the FCC, <laughs> is not a curse word. So you can leave that stuff in. It is in this context. It is in this context. Uh, when it's referring to poop, yes. When it's referring to an amalgamation of things, no. Uh read that on the FCC website. Uh, however, what I want to say is one lesson that can be learned from this is we're starting to learn how to spot those red flags, mm -hmm. right? We're starting to learn that, yes, people are going to take advantage of us, so we have to be a little bit more vigilant. Uh, and Finitude, I will tell you this. I will tell you that after I finish this thought. Uh, so us learning how to be uh, – more vigilant about people preying on us is going to a make us a stronger community because mm -hmm. then we can involve the people that we know are for sure good and we can keep the people that are out as far mm -hmm. and i mean people uh i mean organizations and stuff like that obviously and b it's going to keep these people slash organizations from uh preying on us so mm -hmm. uh while this experience is extremely it's a great lesson to learn and to move forward from is all I wanted to say. Uh, and also, I know that because I was a high school teacher for four years, and I curse like a sailor, so I had to back that up with uh, with some uh, some research. So there you go. That's why I know that. Now, we have well, two the more FTC topics. Well, doesn't run iTunes or Google Podcasts, so Steve still has to bleep it out. Sorry, Steve. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have I'll, two I'll live somehow. We have two topics we have to go into uh, super lightning round for because we're uh, we're quickly approaching time. First, uh, remember a couple week a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I reported on the BD6, the Bud Light console. Uh, mm. Looks like there's competition for that now, ladies Ooh. and gentlemen. Welcome, uh, the KF console. 
Oh my god, this isn't real. This isn't real. Stop. Literally stop is. this. Uh, <laughs> the KF console has arrived. Forged from the fires of the KFC ovens and built my cooler master from the ground up. They're oh sure my god. There has never been a tastier way to experience the latest titles in stunning 4K 240 FPS. <laughs> oh read that with this my face. god. This isn't real. Keep going. It's Keep got a going. chicken chamber. <laughs> There's a chicken thing. <laughs> Are you joking? Ooh, no. Yo, okay. I know because we're an audio podcast, everyone, but there is literally a small drawer where you can crisp your chicken and it says world first built in chicken chamber and underneath it it says never risk letting your chicken go cold again thanks to the patented chicken chamber utilizing the system's natural heat and airflow you can focus on your gameplay and enjoy hot crispy chicken between rounds this just seems so wrong this just i i can't this isn't real Oh my God! Ooh, they oh have a my core, God! <laughs> an I, a ninth gen i nine processor. <laughs> oh my uh, God! They, they don't necessarily say what kind of GPU is in there, but no, it's... no, no. Can you move it back up, actually, real quick? Okay. Oh, to the chicken so, or the? No, right here to the to to the chassis. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they have an i nine CPU. It looks like, and and that. That that in and of itself is very telling because you know the i9 came out last November, not this last month November, but last year November. It's only been out for about a year now. Um, if not for the pandemic, it probably would have actually sold pretty well. It doesn't do much higher than the i7, but I digress. If you could scroll down just a little bit for me, please. Um, what we're also seeing here is that they also have a swappable GPU slot. Which is to say that you can put, they have a picture of an ASUS GPU here, but more importantly, the, it uses PCIe Express, which means that you can use an NVIDIA 3080 inside of it. So This is you, ridiculous. So if your chicken is, is not cooling... Two, or it, it's got two uh, one terabyte uh, uh, solid state drives. Now, I just want to say the so, most offensive thing about all of this is all of the 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 very very weird food verbiage that they're using buttery smooth. I I don't really. Oh, and it's VR ready. <laughs> With the Sorry. smell of fresh chicken captures your senses. This feels low key, high key racist, but also like I just I don't I don't know how I feel about this. I, this is this is straight out of idiocracy. Honestly, it really like, is. <laughs> who? This is this real. Is like you can buy this. This is real. Not is. you can't buy it yet. Um, oh my god! There is no release date. There is no price announced. But this is from KFC Gaming. From if you remember, I think it was last year they actually released a KFC themed dating sim. Please, so, guys. They are. I, I. I. fully expect this to actually be a physical thing that you can Please, put God. in your hands. Why you Why? would want to put it in your hands, I have no idea. But it's it's a possibility. All right. And then lastly, because we haven't had this in a while, let's do a question of the day. It's going to be super fast. So Steve, get your reading glasses on. Here we go. All right. So we asked. You know, what do you want for Christmas? We're, we're a few days away from Christmas, so we're asking you, what do you want for Christmas? Uh, Dog the Cynic asked, wants 2020 to end six days early. 
which I okay. think nobody would uh, make it your wish. Yeah, Sabretooth wants a Nintendo sixty four. Does anyone even remember that video anymore? Yes, I do. I either want to go zero and two safely at an offline event next year, or my girlfriend to make me a box of the caramels she made for. Aww. Also, you call them caramels. So I hate you, but they're really good. Uh, Saint Cola wants to get buffs. Good luck with that. <laughs> Not gonna happen. Uh, Von Jarek wants Alex to be a real boy. Can you be a real boy without a trailer, though? Uh, oh, Experiment. No. Experiment wants sh Sam show rollback. Um, That's never happening, honey. I'm sorry uh, to tell uh, you. <laughs> you need a greater power than Santa Claus to get that. Uh, wah, wah. I'm sorry. Uh, Mad B Man wants a hot, uh, hot air soldering gun. You're well now you're with, the your eye out with, that thing. <laughs> with the KF console. You can. <laughs> oh my! <God>. <laughs> <laughs> you can use the heat from the chicken to oh, solve it. To solve it. I laughed too oh, hard. I'm gonna pass out. I'm my sorry. God. All right. Uh, God. Uh, Ryu Dragon wants a new car. A new car for you. Da, da, you da, get da, a car. Da. You get a car. I'm FTC Oprah now. J uh, Joey B twenty nine wants Vega to be better. Join with Saint Cola because I don't think it's gonna happen. I'm sorry. Uh, Shayon wants a new game because life is so bad nowadays and even extra bad for for him personally uh, that he just wants to escape it for a few hours and feel good after losing everything in this pandemic. Man, it's tough out here, but there there is light. Things will be better soon. It just hang in there because trust me, we're all we're going there. to get through this stronger. We're almost there. Uh, Animate Sam wants me, apparently. Uh, <laughs> which I don't know why you edited the name as if I'm not the admin of the Twitter account. <laughs> so, like, somehow, are you thinking I'm not going to see it? Because it's literally it's my job to see it. Literally my job. Oh my god. Uh the foreman wants better execution. Uh wah, I, wah. I hope you are I hope you are blessed with those skills. Uh that Santa gives you that crispy execution under your tree this year. With the KF console, now you can crisp up your ex Oh my god, Alan. I'm so mad. I'm so mad about that, high key. Revenge uh, for saying I'm third banana. Uh, <laughs> he did say that though. That's that's fair. Like it's valid. Uh, last before we leave, the most important thing is uh, Kwanzaa has resubbed for 37 months. Thank you, Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas, y'all, and happy Kwanzaa, indeed, everyone. I think happy Kwanzaa Hanukkah, a happy holidays, yes. and most importantly, everyone. It's now officially been uh, uh, almost 10 months. Since we've started quarantine, I hope everyone's staying safe. I hope you're calling your your loved ones. I really hope you're still social distancing. Thank you so much for still being here with us on this fantastic podcast. It was it's been a pleasure being here, and it's been even better to see everyone in chat every single time we come live, and just knowing that y'all are still out there in the world. It's it's awesome. It's an amazing feeling, and thank you so much for that. Are you leaving? Merry Christmas. It almost sounded like you were. You're gonna say like I'm retiring or something. I was signing <laughs> off with a heartfelt note, Elon. 
God. <laughs> no signing off unless I say so. I have the button. Uh, yeah, you're right, I'm, you're kidding. Right. I'm kidding. I'm Sorry. kidding. Sorry. But no, no, no. no. Uh, all joking aside, what Sharpie said, thank you everybody for being here. I'm not going to re-say what she said because she said it way more eloquently than I ever can. So thank you, Sharpie, for that. Uh, I'm Elon. This is my social media stuff. This is Stave the Ma- Steve. Stave. Steve, the Ace King offsuit jerk. Follow his social media stuff over there. And, of course, the Purple I'm Sharpie. Sharpie. Uh, Follow my TikTok and my web series, which comes out this Friday, day after Christmas, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. I don't know what time it is in Canada, but, hey, good night, Canada. Wait, is it, fr- is it Friday or day after Christmas? Because Christmas is Friday. Christmas is Friday. It's coming out on Christmas, y'all. Thank you. Today, though.